Sir, we're approaching a podcast. It's part of the Legion Academy Collective called Dice Time. That's it. Bob Swaim and Ben Jetrin are there. Uh, my lord, there are several Star Wars Legion podcasts. It, it could be any number- That is the one. Admiral, set your course for Dice Time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dice Time. I'm Ben Jetrin. And I'm Bob Swaim, coming to you from an undisclosed location in Alexandria, Indiana. We are How's it going? Both, yeah, we are... I, it is good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing very well today. It's been a good day. Happy day. Raining here like crazy, but we're, we're good. We're able to, to talk to each other and talk to the world. Yeah, uh, we are both... We were both very, very blown away and very happy with the uh, with the feedback coming from the uh, the first couple episodes that we put out. I'm extremely grateful that we have such an awesome community, Bob. Thank you, Our, community. We love you. Yes. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. I everyone everyone that I had heard back from had mostly just pretty much all positive things to say, and we're just like this was this was awesome. Can't wait for more. Uh, but today's episode is the art of war. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, art and hobby stuff. So if you're a 100% competitive player, today's not your episode. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, we will get to you though. We will get to you. I mean, we we talked. We had like battle reports and stuff in the last episode. Uh, I can't I can't speak for how competitive I am as a player, but like I, I said, like I said in the intro, or I think I said this in the first episode though, Bob. You and I are are painters and players in that order. Yeah, we're not we're 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 there to have a good time and and show you what we painted and and get those attaboys cuz that's what we do. So, uh one a, a couple things I didn't want to mention before we dive into our topics here is the uh, battle reports and stuff is not going to be a weekly thing. Like that or a, uh, an episodic thing. Like we're not going to do it every single episode. It, it was a matter of like the last episode was about an event that I went to and I will be doing battle reports for events that I go to because I had an experience at a little place called Gen Con. I'm sure you know of it, Bob. Uh, I've heard of it once or twice. It should be, and, uh, it should be getting ready to go right now. Actually. That's, don't remind me. I'm saying, yeah, I know it sucks. But last year we had a certain podcaster, uh, a Joe DePinto of the Legion Academy was breaking down his, matches that he had at Gen Con and a certain host by the name of Ben that's me had a match with Joe at Gen Con so he broke down the match that we had and I lost big spoiler uh I did not do well at that Gen Con I lost but I got to hear Joe's breakdown of that battle and of that match and that was like a sport like that was like a football player going back and like watching old tapes like that was super helpful for me i learned a lot just by listening to someone else tell me their mindset playing the game like oh i was waiting for this or oh i thought this was going to happen or he did this and i was thinking about this that was immensely helpful so I want to give battle reports for events and stuff that I go to. I'm not going to do it for like casual play all the time because I think that's just going to that's just going to bog down. I'll have battle reports and stuff on the 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 YouTube channel, which by the way, 
This the YouTube should, channel. Dun, dun, dun. I was going to say, by the way, this is probably going to be the first episode that's not going to be on the Dice Time YouTube channel, and it's just going to be on Legion Academy because I'm moving uh, Dice Time's Legion content over to Legion Academy's YouTube channel. Thank so, you, Legion Academy. Yes, thank you. Thank you, parent. Thank you. Uh, mom and dad, Sean and Joe. Um, you I don't guys. know which one's mom and which one's dad, but those dudes. We'll figure that out. Anyway, that was immensely helpful for me, so I want to be able to do that for other players while they're at events and for those for those games that they do at events. They to be, to be able to, in a in a sense, go back and relive those games so that they had something to work with to better themselves because that definitely worked for me. It's very nice to get a, a, another person's point of view of of how you played and what you did and maybe what you could have done a little bit better or what you did perfectly. It, it helps you plan for uh, your strategy right. and all that good stuff, and you get a different point of view from them because you're looking at it from I've 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 ran this 65 times. They might see something that you've missed because you're so comfortable with it that you don't take chances or you take too many chances with it. So I yep. can see where that's a good thing to have somebody do for you. Yeah, I was just able to play that back a few times and be like, what should I have done in this spot or this spot? But yeah, anyway, enough about that. The other thing was the Legion content from Dice Time moving over to Legion Academy. It doesn't see, it didn't seem totally right to just be posting it in both places. So uh, we're just going to move it to Legion Academy and kind of get everything under one roof so that uh, you have one place that you can go to to find everything. There's still going to be stuff on the Dice Time channel, so don't don't unsubscribe just yet. Uh, we have, there's going to be like 40k, some other stuff we have planned. There's, uh, there's the Fallout, uh, Wasteland Warfare, and maybe some RPGs if we get around to actually recording some sessions of some stuff that we are, that we're going to still use dice time. So, I mean, if it, it, it doesn't hurt to, uh, to let the dust collect on that subscription, unless it'll just drive you insane. So feel free. One last thing, unless Bob, you had anything to mention as well. No, I think you're covering it pretty good. I think. Okay, well, one last thing I wanted to mention was we had we already got a shout from uh, from some very nice people that I'm sure everyone's heard of, which is Warcorgi and Keith over at Jedi Hunter and their podcast. Uh, I heard I was listening to episode I think it's 27, yeah, which it's 27. At, again, as of time of recording, was the last one that they put out, and they were talking about. Uh, dice time and ladies night uh, the ladies night episode that we put out and where corgi was talking about listening to that and how he enjoyed uh, uh oh both of them had listened to it obviously and they were both talking about it and that was it was very flattering uh they were talking about um whether you should play lists for for winning or for fun i'm not going to get too much into it because it's you know it was their conversation not ours but uh my bottom line is play lists that are fun and if you want to hear more about that check out Jedi Hunter, it's pretty great. Um, they wanted to uh, have a conversation with us, and so we're talking about maybe going on there and uh, checking and, and having that conversation uh, with them uh, about tournaments and uh, stuff like that. So that'll be that'll be one to look forward to if we can uh, if we can make that work. I just thought I just I was just flattered, Bob, that they were already wanting to talk to us when we're practically just starting out. That was like our first episode we put out, and we were already like, hey. You guys want to? You guys want to talk? And I was like, "Wow, that's pretty that's great." That's pretty cool <laughs> to hear your name mentioned on a, on a podcast. That's, yeah, it's, no, it's especially cool. when you're just when you're just starting out. Yeah, yeah, and we're shinies. Like, yeah, we're shinies still. All right, Bob. Shall we? Uh, shall we hop into today's actual segment now that we're almost ten minutes in? 
Uh, yeah, let, let's talk about <laughs> some paint tips for clones. God knows I love the clones. The clones are awesome. There's yes. so many ways to paint them, though. So today we're going to be talking about painting clones. That's where we're going to start. Uh, and then I'd like to get into kit bashing, and I'll get into more about that. And then uh, we have a segment of uh, talking about our favorite card art. Right, Bob's mostly going to lead that segment because Bob's yep. been analyzing. Bob's an artist. He's been analyzing all the cards, and he's so got a lot of favorites. And we'll talk about them in a minute. There might but, be a uh, couple surprises in there that you don't see. We'll talk oh, about oh. that when we're done doing some painting. Ooh, ooh surprises. He hasn't, even run the, he hasn't even told me about those, so now I'm looking forward to it, too. But let's start go. with clones. So the number one army I hear questioned on the Legion page of what to paint, how to paint, is clones. I've seen nobody, you know, nobody really asks, how do I paint my rebels? Everyone just kind of knows. Stormtroopers, I occasionally hear, how do I paint these white armor troopers? Droids, I'm like, mostly everyone's painting them canon, but people that aren't painting them canon seem to know, like, what they want to do. But I hear so many people asking, how do I paint clones? Both actually, how do I paint them? Like, physically, what do I do? And and then also markings and colors and, like, what should I, what, how should I paint them up? So Bob and I have both painted clones. And lots we wanted, of clones. Lots of clones. Um, I'm looking at them right now, actually. And we've got a lot of... And I think we differ in technique, so I'm so I was just gonna briefly break down how I do them, uh, and then Bob will go into how he does them, and we will see if maybe that helps uh, anyone, any listeners out that are looking to know how to paint clones. Uh, so basically, I have a short, very simple way how I go about it, and I'm just like looking at them right now while we're while we're talking about them. But I basically start with a. Uh, the GW uh, Corax white primer that came out with the contrast paints, their new white primer, because I really love how that looks. I've seen people using, and I actually have one that a friend painted for me, a clone that was primed with like not a Minis brand white, like a like a generic white primer from Walmart, and Ew. it is bright white. It is it is too white in my opinion. Whereas the Corax white is like this soft white, and it looks really nice to me. It's it's a, it's a, it's not a stark like shining in your face white, and and and, and you'll know what I mean. It's it's too white, but like the Corax white looks really it, it looks white, but it's soft white. Anyway, um, so I start with that. I prime the whole figure in white, in the Corax white, and then I go and I take either Abaddon black. I, I use Citadel paints. I don't know. Bob will probably mention whatever he uses, but I use Citadel because uh, that's because we we started as a 40k household, so we just already had the Games Workshop paints, so I just stuck with them. I either use the Abaddon Black or the uh, the new Contrast Black Templar. So I'll go through with the black, and and you could use any black. There's you know a million different paint brands, and I go through and I paint the bits that are black so the arms in between the arms the legs the, the undersuit basically and then the visor and i see a lot of people forgetting the black brow above the visor and just leaving that white big note you should paint that black it looks a lot better <laughs> in my opinion anyway yeah hey what do you do about the feet do you paint that black around the seams of the legs or the feet where the uh, the armor touches the foot or do you leave it you know a so, different color Actually, I've been leaving it white 
because I think it might be... Uh, I've been painting black around the knees, around the knee pads, but I haven't been doing them by the feet. And one of the reasons is my custom unit that I've been painting have different colored feet. So I think I've just been leaving them... Uh, well, so so they have a color. Mine, are, mine, are, mine custom unit is purple, so they have purple feet uh, instead of anything like that. But on the... Uh, I did a squad of shinies, and I left them white as well. But I, this will go into my next step. What I do after the black is I'll go through with white. And I think I've interchanged these two steps, the black and this. But I'll take the contrast white, the contrast apothecary white, and I'll go touch the shadowed bits of the clone armor. So like the recesses of like the two little dashes on the, on the right chest piece. Uh, where armor creases with itself, so like the indents here and there, uh, the the two the the two cheek parts on the helmet, the bits on the back. It's like I'll I'll touch contrast white on the edges of wherever armor touches armor, and that's a re- and that helps make a really nice look. I'll put white in the cheek parts in the back of the helmet anywhere where. Armor touches armor. I will put the the white, the apothecary white contrast paint, and it looks really nice. So I don't even paint white on the trooper. I paint the contrast over the primer, over the Corax white primer, and that gives it a really clean look. Now, if you're not a fan of that process, don't do it. But I have, uh, I'll post some pic. I've posted pictures of my clones before, and I'm actually going to have a post. Uh, that's going to go up with this episode. Uh, or I'm, I'm going to post on the Facebook page along with this episode. More for the next segment. But y- there are some of my clones in that. So there will be a proof of proof of that process to show you. So in between all these steps. And then again, I will do cleanup. I'll take the Corax white paint. I'll take black. And I'll clean up wherever I need to. Uh, then I will take the Corax black. And I'll just do that for the gun. Uh, and I'll clean up where I need to there. And finally, I will do my favorite step, which is taking the color, whatever color you want to use for your clones, whatever markings you want to do. For me, I use purple. There's a, I believe it's Gene Steeler purple is the one I use for my clones. And on the Citadel paint side. And just mark them up. Color pauldrons, color visors, color fins, uh, boots, you know, whatever. Do, do awesome stuff. If you have decals, do them too. And then I'll go through one last time and do cleanup wherever I got too much color in a spot or if I didn't get it lying straight or something, I'll go back and do it again. And that's basically it. That's all I really do for clones. It's a very simple, straightforward process. And uh, I really like it. And it turns out really clean for me. Uh, some, I've, You know, people say it looks nice and I've, I've seen a lot nicer, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with how mine look. So, Bob, why don't you uh, walk us through your process here and tell me tell me how you do your clones, because your clones also look really nice. Well, thank you. Yours are really awesome. Like I love seeing them online. Uh, they're, they're, they're cool. It's cool to see them on the board and watch them, watch them crush stuff, so that's cool. Um, my thing is I use Army Painter. I kind of fell in love with that. I got a big box of Army Painter um, when I started painting, and I love it. Um, Dustin Harvey 
who is a, a renowned painter. He's really super good and a buddy. Hey, Dustin, uh, shout out to you, buddy. Um, he uses it and he gets really good results. So I was like, okay, I must be doing something right if he's using it. Um, cause he, he, he paints really nicely done, um, for primer. I did some priming one time and it came out really globby and, and we'll discuss that here in a second. It was just nasty looking, um, got called out on, on the internet, which really bugged me because I take a lot of pride in my work. Um, I was just using, uh, I was using an army painter, um, primer white, any other, other primers are great, but the white, if you don't watch the humidity, humidity is your worst yep. friend. It'll bubble you up every time, and, and it'll leave it chalky and nasty looking. Um, all their other colors, to me, work out fine. So I usually I'll prime with whatever base color I'm going to use for the, the entire model. Um, but these guys, I went down to a hobby store, and uh, they had a thing called Tamaya Primer, um, fine surface paint. They have in white, and they have it in gray at this particular store. So I grabbed a can of each, brought it home, hit my, hit my models with it, and it turned out wonderful. And that ended up being the base coat and the, the white coat for all my uh, all my clones. I hit it with that, let it dry, maybe hit it again just to make sure that it's on there. I like my clones a little bit wider, but not super clean. Um, right. I'll go over it with uh, with some wash to get it going. But Ben pretty much hit on those. Go in there and hit the blacks in between the arms and then around the neck. Um, I did for a while, I would do around the feet, but then I did some, some actual work and took a look at online and there's generally not very many pictures where you can actually see the black around their feet. So I stopped doing that. I also use apothecary white, which to me always comes out a little bit gray, um, to do a lot of shadowing, um, the folds in the armor. Let me ask real quick. Do you just, do you just coat the armor in apothecary white and let it run into the recesses? Um, no, I use a very, very, very thin brush. It's got maybe okay. six, six or eight hairs and I'm, I'm, I like the detail of the lines. Okay. So you, okay, so you and I do them the same way with you. Yeah, we, we do the, lines. the same way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, if you're using like Nolan oil on a big piece or a, if, if you're doing the terrain or something, you got a chunk of wood, it's, I, I slap Nolan oil on it or whatever kind of, of coat yeah, that I can. There. You can just wipe it right on there and then wipe it off the top and you're good to go. The clones, I wanted them to be a little bit more refined. I mean, they all look yeah. the same. So I, I tried tested, to get the same uh, effect. I tested just globbing it on on one not not on a clone i think i might have done another trooper or something like that i did it on something and i was just like that isn't exactly how i wanted that to look and i just kind of wiped it and tried again and i just did the detail ones and i think that's a lot better yeah it works out nice because it 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 lets you be in control where the lines are and and you know when you look at at a a miniature especially the clones you can turn them around and that's you know you you get little pieces of it okay that's the way that was meant to be looked at so you can kind of play to that and then you still got to play to the all-around feature i'm i'm what's known basically as a table painter i paint mine to table quality um especially on on just packs of clones because you know they all look the same they're they're quick they're like stormtroopers you want to paint them and be done with it because you get sick of it um on my my leaders like rex we'll, we'll get into rex in a minute he looks really good because I've taken my time. I've done a little bit more detailing. I make sure his lines are exactly perfect. You know, you, you paint six units of clones and you're like, man, I don't want to paint clones anymore. I feel for you empire players. Um, I never really got them, them saying, Oh man, it sucks to paint these guys. Well, yeah, it's, it can, but this is the cool part about clones. You know, they got all the different colors, the different squads, the different commands, you know, I, Oh, and one more thing about, uh, painting your, your clones to start with here before I get into to the details of, of the colorations. The best thing I can tell you is take a picture of your clones 
when you get them to the point of where you're getting ready to put the colors on them and you don't want to have to go back over them and redo all the whites and all the, the blacks and all that good stuff, take a picture. That picture is going to show you spottiness and, and cloudiness and just every little detail that, that you miss. Pa places in the paint that you can't see with your naked eye, that camera is going to pick it up. It's just like when they say models, you know, it, it adds, adds pounds to them. You know, this adds and shows you where your, your model is lacking. Um, that's the best tip I can give you. Like I said, I put some stuff out. It wasn't my best work and I got called on it because people know I can paint and they're like, what did you do with this? Why did you put that online? Cause it doesn't look like <laughs> your normal stuff. I started taking pictures after, after that of everything. And it's, it's helped me out a lot On to colors. I, I love the clone wars. I think it's awesome. I love all the clones in the movies. I don't like the bright paint. They're, they're supposed to be a military force, not 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 in a parade or something like that. Um, when you when you see like Cody, his paint is so bright that orange to me, at least on the way I see it, it's bright. I take my clones when I paint them, and and I've got an orange set, I've got a red set, I've got, you know, five oh five five oh one is my favorite because Rex is my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, but I take my paint, and where Rex in the cartoon, his armor's more of a kind of a brighter blue. I tone mine down. All my all my stuff's been out in the field for ages, and it's 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 got scarred up, it's got dirty. The paint's you know mocked off of it, and uh, I I just don't like the bright colors. So my Rex, I went with a, probably a shade darker than I should have, but you know it, it's it's mine. That's the way I wanted to do it. My my orange armies, I took some of the uh, special uh, units that they got. And I made a uh, commander with the uh, skirt on it, and he is just so much brighter than the other ones. I've got to go back in and, and tone him down because he is like neon orange, um, and my other guys are regular orange that that doesn't shine in the light. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I can tell you. you. What you've got to do with these is you make them your own. You can go through. There's a million books out there with all kinds of references for all types of clones, different divisions and and core units and stuff like that. But here's the thing: they're clones. They're your clones. We didn't see every set of clones. There was there was hundreds of thousands of those groups out there. So you know you, what you do is you take and and you look at colors and you know like Ben's. Ben's got purple ones out there now. Mace Windu used purple clones, but nothing like Ben's. He had a very distinctive color. It was matched off his lightsaber. That they all got their their. Uh, paint done by but you can go with any color you want if you want to make pink cl clone troopers make pink clone troopers um it does not have to be canon don't be afraid to go wild with them just have a good time and and when you put them out on the board people's gonna go oh wow that's really cool you you, you changed them out so you can tell them apart really easy or or you know that's that's a unique color and then just go from there just, yeah, that is uh, one of my favorite things to do with, uh, that, that's also a big, huge recommendation I'll do too. Now, obviously, if the 501st or the 212th, they all seem, those are your favorite, go on, do them. Or the or Ahsoka, uh, the Ahsoka unit of the 501st, that, that sister company, like you, go do that. But don't underestimate the ability to come up with your own awesome cool unit because that's what like i loved in warhammer and i love about clones is like there's yeah there's there's a million different companies that you never saw and I've making my... your own custom stuff is like the coolest experience for like me as a painter that's that's what i like about because I, I like i say i draw i like to be creative so i, I the first clones i did they, they they were 501s that that was a given because that's my favorite company rex is part of it that's you know what the show bases on. I've done all the different clone uh, insignias and stuff on their armors because they were yeah. all unique. And my my shiny unit. You have to have a shiny unit. Just make make a unit that's white, 
and put it out there because you have to have shinies and, and you blame all your problems in your game on those shinies because they're new. Yeah, that um, naked clone squad you end up that, running. Yeah, those that, are your that, shinies. You run those you are run, your shinies. You run shinies just for just so you can blame someone after the game. Exactly. Well, you watched them in that episode. They 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 messed up everything until the very end when they got their paint. So there you go. So you know what else we forgot? Your model is never done until you base it. So that's another place you can get really creative, basing your models, because unless you go and buy the, the premium sets, which are already pretty much based, you still got to paint them and stuff, though. There's so many different unique ways. The Felucia things are driving me crazy out online. There's so many of them, and they're so colorful, and they're pretty. But you don't have to do that. Uh, I know you, Ben, you, you like to do water and sand like I do. So uh, a lot of the Yeah, all my clones, I like to do Geonosis. Yeah, so I just so I use uh, I use a ghrelin uh, or not a ghrelin uh, Martian Iron Earth from GW GW's paints. Another thing about painting stuff that's your own and making it your own, I love seeing people that paint wild stuff that doesn't even fit canonically, and stuff that's like its own unit or its own thing. Whether it be like something goofy, uh, like that doesn't even fit, like like a leopard print Vader. Or something like that, or something like off the walls. Like I love to see that stuff. You remember and, the pink Vaders? The pink Vaders. Yeah, and the pink cool. Vaders. Like I love, I, I love stuff like that. I, I always applaud people who go, uh, who go wild with their paint jobs. Or even if it's something like more real, like that, that could fit in the lore better. Even if it's something like that, but it's still like a completely different color scheme. Uh, my girlfriend Trista, for example, she has painted a couple of my models and she has really enjoyed it she painted the gideon argus model uh and he instead of wearing tan uh he has them all up in purple and gold trim and he looks looks dashing uh he uh, she also painted one of the fleet trooper captains that we're gonna paint the entire fleet trooper unit to to match at some point but she had um instead of like all tan she has them in like a blue shirt and a green jacket with like the shoulder bits being like pink and it looks crazy. And there's so many cool colors going on. And the, instead of the white helmet, it's all like woodland camo and it looks really neat. And I really love those kind of paint jobs. And I told, I, I said, it looks like these fleet troopers were from Felucia. Like they look like they're wearing Felucia camo. So I'd like to, so I'm going to paint another unit of fleet troopers up probably in a scheme that matches them because I, I love those kind of models. And she's also got, um, she's working on these right now, so they're not done yet. So sadly I can't post a photo of them yet, but I would love to, as soon as they're done, my one box of Tauntauns that, you know, I refused to open because they got too meta too fast. And I went, Nope, I'm just not going to play them, I guess, because, uh, they're just all the meta. I I'd feel comfortable playing them now because they're not like the hottest craze. People know how to stop them now. So if now I that they got neutered, yeah, now that they got neutered. Not not so hard that they're not good. They're still very good. Uh, but they're at least not like the auto-include must-have list that, that they were. So I can I can safely bring them out of my box now. But I had no real plans for them um, other than making them canon. Which uh, I will do with another box at some point. But Trista was like, could I paint those? And I was like, please. I would love to see what you do with these. So she, Trista's a horror fanatic. She loves all this, all the scary movies and all that sort of stuff. And she has, so she's painting my Tauntauns black. One of them is going to be styled after like Krampus 
and he's gonna have like these red eyes and these and like blood on the horns and stuff and they look real spooky and then the other one is uh modeled after a black goat from one of the one of the horror movies uh, i think it was like the 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 witch the witch something like that is black philip is like this black goat that has these yellow eyes it's like real creepy looking and so like my taunt and there's gonna be like blood in the snow like these tauntauns are gonna be horrifying and but they're gonna be so cool and they're gonna be unique and that's what's special about them that sounds like a cool idea i can't wait to see those you're gonna have to, to bring those next time you guys come up to, to muncie to play yep but uh so, Bob, I wanted to. Uh, I think going into making stuff your own is a good transition into our next segment here, which is I want to talk about kit bashing. Kit bashing is a lot of fun. Yeah, I really love it. So, first, first things first, for those of you that haven't heard the term, what is kit bashing? Uh, so, when I say kit bashing and when I say conversion, I feel like these are two different terms. So, for me, conversion is kind of like this blanket term that covers transforming a model into a different model by means of maybe green stuff or cutting, regluing, and, or kit bashing. So that's like in my head what a conversion is. And then a kit bash is a specific kind of uh, conversion in that context by using bits from different models or entirely different things to make a new model. So I've seen it done all the time in 40K and that's where I first did it was in was in 40k. I had a uh, I was making an army out of uh, just random bits that we had left over. I was just splicing them together and basically making like chaos spawn that were just like these mutated like I've got the body of a space marine and the arms of an orc and the head of a tau or like something crazy like something crazy like that. And I was just making like chaos spawn out of that uh, and kind of making them my own chaos army that I was that I had my head cannon for. But I've seen it in the Legion, but I've, I've loved been doing it in Legion. It's so much fun, and there's so much you can do with it. Even then, And they're really helping with the new models to give you the, the ability to do conversions and kit bashes and stuff. I feel like the new models have been a lot more helpful for that, because like the heads are always a separate piece, and... Uh, these arms are easily interchangeable and stuff they like that. They come with different guns. I mean, so yeah, like Cassian. Cassian's got three different gun options. You get that little popper gun that he shot Krennic with at the very end of the movie. Yep. And and you've got uh, the gun that he used, uh, the one that he kept changing stuff out on. You've got its pistol mode. You've got its sniper mode. So you're, you you can change it out to that. Same with Aiden. Aiden's got two different guns. You can give her, or three different guns, actually. You can give her that E11. You can give her a repeater. You can give her a sniper rifle. And you can change that out. And I believe when you talk about your kit bashing, that, that you're going to talk about magnets. So I'm going to leave that to you. Well, um, I'm going to leave magnets for another day. Very cool. Uh, what I mean, fine. so so like in your context, because I do, yeah, I do a lot of magnet work, and I think that'd be great for the next uh, it's, it's the next hobby nice, episode we a great have. Job. Yeah, it'd be the next hobby episode we have more than likely. Uh, but the arms and stuff. So let's say you want to give Cassian that sniper, and then you're done. Like that's that's it. Now you have bits left over. What are you going to do with that? Save those because you could use those arms on another figure. At some point, you might have a you might have like a Han or. Uh, or some other model that they kind of fit on and you can make your own custom dude like that. And it's like, and it's a really fun, cool feeling to do. And it's a, and it's scary when you're like first attempting it. I can tell you that I've always had the fear of God, I'm going to cut up these $35 models and I'm just going to eviscerate them 
And is, is the final result going to come out as good as I hope? And that fear is very real. But every single time, you just have to let that fear go through your system. And then you just got to do it. Because if you're confident that you think it's going to look really awesome and that you really want to do it, the number one recommendation I give people when they're doing conversions, kit bashing, painting, hobbying of any kind is don't let that awesome idea stay in your head. Go do it. If you have a cool idea, do it. So I've seen a lot of stuff in the community done with Legion, uh, with kit bashing. If I had to, I've thought of a couple of them. There was a few months ago, there was a guy. Now I'm trying to think of his name. I don't want to, I don't want to mess it up. It was, oh, it was uh, uh, Jace Ryan had a sniper that he made a, he made a clone sniper. So he took the rebel, uh, the Mon Cal sniper model and he cut off the head and he added the clone, like a like a clone's head, and then he added some clone armor bits on his back, and it was really detailed and really well done, and it looked awesome. And so, like, you could use that for a rogue, uh, like a either a clone sniper or like a rebel sniper who's just like an old clone trooper because he looks like he's kind of old in the picture. And then, like a couple days ago, there was like you could also do goofy stuff. Like, I love seeing that stuff. That's the kind of kit bashing I live for. Uh, there was a couple days ago, a day or two ago, Rob, uh, Comer, I think this is, I think this is how I think that's it, yeah. he had, um, he took, at least I'm pretty sure this is what he did. He took the head and the weapon from the Marvel crisis protocol, Thanos, and replaced the stormtroopers helmet and the stormtroopers weapon with Thanos's head and Thanos's weapon, and then painted him up like that on a do back. No, they're silly, but it's cool. It's very cool. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it, Bob, but it looks so good. I love. It did. That's. I love kit bashing like that. That is so awesome, and I love seeing stuff like that on the table. And oh, and then like the most famous example I could think of was the uh, was was Darren Cox's uh, 40k Legion series. You probably saw them. Those Those are are so awesome. Like he has the Space Marine models, or like the. Uh, the Primaris or like however, whatever models he wants to pick. And then he puts like Boba's head or Vader's head or Krennic's head on them. And he's done so much with all the different empire stuff. Like that's an army I would love to see in person. Those are awesome, awesome conversions uh, or, or kit bashes rather. And I would love to see more. I'd love to see more kit bashing in the community. So I've done I a lot think, myself. Oh, oh go ahead. I, I was going to say, I think one of my favorite one was, I don't even know who did it. So sorry. Shout out to you. Who, whoever did this one was, was the Obi-Wan Kenobi that they took the head and the lightsaber arm um, and cut the lightsaber hand off and stuck it on a Boba Fett model. Oh yeah. Painted, painted it red. So it looked yes. like the episode where he went and saved us. Satine. He went yep. down into things and he was dressed like a, uh, one of the red ones, the red uh, Mandalorians. And he went down, he saved her, only to have her get, you know, whatever happened to her. Because I'm not going to spoil that for you people who haven't got to see it. But it's just Also, shame on you for not watching Clone Wars. Yeah, shame on you. I ought to spoil it for you. But it's a beautiful, beautiful mod because you can transform it and it looks like he's jumping up and he's got his lightsaber. And it's it's basically the Boba Fett um, model. Yeah. But you basically put a, a, a blank hand on it. You take Obi's other hand that's doing the, the, the two-finger uh, Sorosu. You put the saber in the other one, cut the gun off, and you paint him with, with red armor, and it looks absolutely it awesome. It looks really good. Yeah, I love, cool. I love seeing conversions and kit bashes like that. So I've done, like I've done a handful in Legion. I think my first one that I ever did was I took 
stormtroopers uh, and I cut their helmets off and I replaced them with my local game store used to have bins and bins of leftover 40k sprues that nobody wanted or that people weren't using and I think they either sold them back to the store or some or they just collected them or something but they used to have like bins of 40k bits that you could just buy for like dimes and pennies pretty much you could buy and so I bought like eight heads uh or seven seven heads I guess for these stormtroopers that were just all like human heads or heads that I thought were looked looked like they could be painted human I think some of them are Eldar? I don't know 40k super well, so I'm not positive on that. But uh, I gathered up human heads and stuck them on the stormtroopers. So now they look like stormtroopers with no helmets on. And the cool thing with that is you could either use them as stormtroopers without helmets on, or I like to pretend also they could also be rebels that were in stormtrooper armor disguises because they always take their helmets off at some point so you know where the heroes are, so... Uh, exactly. Sometimes I, if I have like a deep striking unit or a infiltrating unit or no rapid reinforcements, that's what I was thinking of. I, I like to imagine that they're the stormtroopers rushing in from the side like, aha, we we're, we were actually rebels the whole time. And then that's how they that's how they, they sneak in. Uh, it's, it's another point. You can find those heads on Shapeways. A lot of the dealers out there will, will print. Yeah, and that's something you can do as well is Shapeways and different stuff. And they always sell uh, heads and stuff that are really cool. A buddy uh, of mine, he, he does the same thing. Jeff, uh, Jeff does that a lot with his. So you might get a trooper that you're used to seeing, you know, a human head on, and then it's got a Twilight head yeah. or maybe a yak face. I've seen head. it on the Rebels a lot. Yeah, a lot. They do it with Rebels because they're easy because you know, everybody yeah, knows. Got lots that, of stuff. Well, the Imperials hate hate the the, the aliens, so mm-hmm. you know they 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 join the the Rebel forces and get out there and kick some butt. So. So another one I did briefly was the downed ATST. I had some leftover stormtrooper arms from some project that either me or my roommate did, and we uh, I went through and I opened the the hatch on the top, and yeah. I I opened it just wide enough for, to fit two little stormtrooper arms to look like he's there's a trooper inside lifting the hatch and climbing out. And I have and like I said I'm gonna post I'm gonna post pictures of all these uh, converter kit bashes that I've done. I, I I, I could get the permission for everybody else to post them, but you can also just Google the names I gave you on the page and you'll find them real quick. Uh, so okay. the most ambitious, okay, I wouldn't say the most ambitious, but one of the most ambitious uh, kit bashes I've done was actually for your boy Rex and a phase one clone trooper squad I had. So I, believe it or not, and Bob will be upset by this, I have two painted Rexes Neither of them are Rex. So I don't actually have Rex. I have two painted Rexes that are not Rex. I'm going to be very, very quiet right now. So go ahead. (laughs) You're going to mute your mic and scream. Um, I have one that my roommate painted for me. That was his custom character from a Clone Wars campaign from an RPG that that I ran. Uh, He was he had a custom commander that he painted up for me as as a gift. And then I have another one that's painted up as... Uh, Captain Fordo from uh, Gendi Tartakovsky's Clone Wars, the original uh, Clone Wars series that was on Cartoon Network years and years ago, uh, which was really awesome. Love uh, that. Love that one. That one was totally cool. Mm-hmm. The uh, so ca- I always wanted to have Fordo because I loved. I'm like I'm like Bob over here needing his super realistic military dark colors. I love the bright colors and I love the uh, the how how it looks. Kind of like you said, you don't like it, like a parade. I love the bright colors, like marching in, like 
everyone look at us, but I think that's just that's just who I am. <laughs> you look at the way I dress. The Fordo is like really bright red, and I wanted to do. So this is where the kit bash part comes in. I wanted to take him from the two from the standing on the ground. I wanted to have one of him, one of his legs doing a leg up, like he's like the like the George Washington crossing the Delaware kind of pose. And I wanted to him to be standing on a little mound of droid heads. So yes, I had to go out and buy a box of B ones specifically just for the purpose of using their body parts as bits for some of my clones. But I put together, I think four or five heads and I made a little mound for Fordo to stand on. But the way I had to get his leg. So this is a really cool conversion. And I recommend this. If anyone wants to try this to check it out and try it, take your crouched model of the phase one clones and any other, and any other clone like, like Rex or something you want to give him, you want to give somebody a leg up, do this. The crouched model has a, has his, his left leg is at such an angle that it looks like it could be the leg up on another model. So, and then you can take, and, and then that guy doesn't have to be an, uh, uh, an amputee. You can take Rex's leg, the straight leg, and put it on the crouching dude and make a running guy. So now that squad doesn't have any crouching dudes. Now it just has, now it has like two dudes that are running. Uh, and I have and I have pictures to prove that it works just fine. You have to do a little bit of green stuff, but if you cut them at the right places, it can really look like it was meant to be. Um, so check the check those pictures out. They'll be on the Facebook page, and I'll and I'll write that these are for dice time uh, kit bashes, so you'll have a visual representation when you're listening to this. I like uh, to call that leg up thing uh, the Captain Morgan because if you ever seen yeah or the Captain, Captain Morgan. Morgan yeah exactly yeah that that's totally a Captain Morgan my Fordo I took him and uh, the the Rex guns are are DC 17s and I'm 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 just it's got to be right or I don't do it um, I actually cut the hands off oh, okay of one of the, one I, of the I, specials I see. You're yeah I cut the... me like that. I said, you're just going to pass at me like that because I didn't do mine. I'm not going to pass at you. Own. Yours is absolutely awesome and beautiful. <laughs> Mine's more realistic to the cartoon. So there okay. you go. Okay. Um, All right. And, and it's darker red. So there you go. But okay. yeah, I took mine and I replaced one of the guns with the, with the, I think it's, I forget, it's the folded up DC-19, the short one. I think it's an A. Well, it's what all the clones are carrying if they don't have the big DC-15 rifles. Um, and I replaced one of the guns with that. I used the binoculars hand off of one of the, the Special Forces clone thingy things that they did there with the specialists. And then I, I found some uh, connectors at work that looked almost like the box holsters that they have on each side of their, their legs there. Yep. And I cut up if the, uh, the specialists clones come with an extra i think it was a specialist it was either a specialist or the phase twos came with an extra dc-15 that was meant to be hung oh it was it was the, the phase twos because you, you put it on the backpack because he wasn't carrying it the yep. mortar guys i cut that in half and put one half on top of the box and one on on the other so it looks like it's in a holster on his hip so it's got the two dc uh yeah the dc-15s to where on his belt and stuff just because when I when, when you watch it, he's he's carrying two of those. A lot a lot of the clones, the uh, phase two clones, weren't out when when a lot of people kept bashed Fordo. So totally acceptable, totally cool looking. Ben's yours looks really awesome. But um, yeah, no, it's back to you. I just had to jump in there. You were talking about Fordo. I wanted to throw mine in there also. Okay, um, which is yeah, I love I love the look of yours as well. It looks really slick, and I big props to all the people that went the extra mile to do the guns and everything on that. I, I, I was fine with mine. 
I Yours like looks great. It's just you didn't have the you didn't have the tools to 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 put the big guns on it at the time you made yours, and I wouldn't go I back. I mean, and I could have I could have had them three D printed, or I could have done something. I just I was fine with the way that the guns looked. It didn't have to be completely accurate for me for that you one. You know, yeah, I'm inaccurate. It's got to be accurate. And I ain't doing it. All right, fine. Well, I did another unit that's a lot more accurate, and it was even more ambitious for me. Yeah, so yeah, how about yeah, that? Yeah. We'll talk about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go All ahead. Right. We have a. Uh, Certain squad that I'm sure none of you have heard of, but uh, big props to you if you have, uh, that were from an old comic that is no longer canon, sadly, but was a Star Wars comic that took place in the Clone Wars called Defenders of the Lost Temple. And that was one of my favorite group of clones. There was just a, a little four, a group of four clones that were some of my favorites. And I knew the first box of Phase 2s that I got, I was going to make them so what i did with them was they have purple markings so you know we never heard we never figured out what uh what part what what group they were part of they weren't part of the 187th which is mace's clone so uh i'm just accepting them into mine and uh since they're not canon anymore there's nothing that anybody can say otherwise uh but so what i did with them was i took they all have backpacks so those backpacks that like come with two of the specialists um they all they all four have those backpacks so I had a problem because I had four clones that needed that backpack yet. The only one that had the backpack in the phase twos is the Z six guy. And I was like, well, this is a problem because I don't want to use the Z six guy, but I want to use the backpacks. So I left. What I ended up doing is I had two boxes of specialists and I just stole all four of their backpacks and put them on these phase twos. I had to cut. I think I had to cut down their back or trim down their back and then, and then glue the backpack on there. And then I took green stuff and I made straps for the backpacks. They don't look masterwork. Um, I'm not. I'm not a master with green stuff, but uh, they looked good enough for me, and I, I figured they would be fine. And I cut little lines in them because I think they're like striped on the way down. Uh, so I did those and painted up three of the three of the guys to look normal. But I did my most ambitious project was my favorite trooper, who I was gonna get right no matter what, which was Glitch. Glitch is maybe my favorite clone trooper. It's debatable, but he might be my favorite clone trooper. He and I'm not going to spoil why, but he's going go read go read the comic. It's a five minute read. You can get the whole thing done real quick if you love if you love Star Wars comics. Go check it out. It was great. Uh, Glitch was my favorite clone trooper from that whole thing, and I wanted to do him right. So how do you do Glitch right? Well, one thing I knew I was going to give him was a lightsaber. So I took the clone and I took one of these clones that was like taking a step forward and he has his right arm goes down to almost his elbow. And what I did with that is I had a spare Obi-Wan and I took Obi-Wan's lightsaber arm and just glued it to that. So he looks like it's going down to his elbow and then he bends, he's holding it out. He's holding out a lightsaber. And so I took, so that was one arm. The other arm, what I did was I took, I gave the mortar trooper in this squad the regular rifle, so his mortar's on his back. And what that gives me is an extra bit, which is the left arm of the mortar guy who'd normally be holding the mortar. So now there's just this arm that isn't holding anything. And so I took that along with the rifle that would go on his back if I used the mortar. And I put that in his hand. Like I said, there. Like I, I'm, if you can't visualize this, there will be pictures on Facebook. Um, just, just search Dice Time Episode Three, Kit Bash, and hopefully it'll come up. 
It should. So this model is from two, three different units and four different models. So wait, one, two, three, four or five different models there. Obi-Wan, phase one, or phase two, a second phase two, a part of the same squad, and the clone specialist. So four different models, three different expansion units. It's my most ambitious project, but it turned out great. I am super proud of how that one turned out. And I have to do other kit bashing to replace the backpacks of the uh, of the specialists that I stole the backpacks from. So what I actually did with my first squad was I took leftover Skatari backpacks that I had from 40k and gave them to them, and they and they look pretty good. Um, I don't I'm not sure if I'm going to do that again with the other squad. I like it, but I don't know if I have any leftover backpacks now. But I'll see what I can do. Can't oh, that's that's something I forgot to mention in kit bashing is all the crad bands I got planned. <laughs> You got about eighty-five of them things. I thought Slade was going to have a heart attack if he just. No, seen you I only. Just... Okay, all right. Listen, for all you saw the photo. I only bought two. I took all that right. photo, and he's he was going up there, and 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 he's he's like his credit card was going to be on fire. No, um, I, I only I only bought two that day. I'm probably going to buy more, but I'm waiting until I get. I I have three Cad Bane's planned with those two boxes I bought. So. It, it's a beautiful model. It's got a lot of bits. You can do all kinds of stuff. I saw your one. That's awesome. You have to mention what you're doing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about that real quick. Cad Bane has so many awesome options. And I saw somebody did this, and I'm going to kick myself so hard in the butt later for not getting this guy's name. But it was a guy who recommended, and he was doing it, and I shamelessly stole the idea. The Tesseract from the Marvel Jeez. Crisis Core. Say what? I said you're a thief. Yeah, I'm a thief. That's so okay. is Cad Bane. Yeah, he is. So you match. You're good. Go he ahead. Quite literally stole what I'm about to describe. I know uh, it's awesome. He said this test. He he said take the tesseract. You get an extra tesseract from uh from the box. The red skull. The red from skull. the red skull from Marvel Crisis Protocol. And he said I'm just gonna shave the hand off that and give that to Cad as a holocron. And I went. Oh my genius. god, that's genius! Yeah, that's that's insanely genius. I'm actually like, while I'm talking about it, I'm gonna see if maybe I can I can find that post because uh, I feel really bad if I don't name that dude. So we went through and I took the arms and I cut them around. So that's technically a kit bash because you know you stole, I stole a bit from uh from from Red Skull there, but I am doing conversion as well because I re I I had to what I decided to do was he's gonna be holding it kind of like he's kind of like football in it. So I took the arm that's normally like pushing a button on the other one's uh, wrist and I cut the hand off and I turned it so it's hold it, so it looks like it's up and then I angled it down the arm down so he's like kind of tucking it and then I shaved off the hand and I put the tesseract into his hand and it's going to be a Jedi holocron. Uh, I think I found the dude. Yeah, it's uh, it, his name's Daniel Barker and he posted this in May. And he said, Red Skull has two cubes on his sprue. That's my donor sorted for Cad Bane's holocron conversion then. And I was like, you are a genius. <laughs> so yeah. uh, thanks, Daniel, for thanks, uh, Daniel. giving me smartest idea. Yep. Yeah, I even found, I recorded a comment on there. I just said, you're a genius and I'm stealing it. <laughs> exactly. So uh, not my original idea, his idea. But I also have um, another one planned that's going to be the CAD in the clone armor that he did when he was in Clone Disguise and Clone Wars for that episode. And uh, so I plan on doing that. And then I also want to do... It's a really ambitious one I have planned and I haven't totally planned it out yet, but I'm, I haven't seen anyone say it yet, so I'm saying it now. So this one I'm going to claim my idea for. I want to give him two pistols that he's shooting down and I want him to be 
up. I want to put him either on a flight stand or something, but I want to have like smoke and fire coming out of his jet boots, and I want to have him flying away. Because like one of my favorite things of the Cad Bane is like he goes in, he does his job, maybe he doesn't always do it right. He's like maybe he's there to kill Ahsoka or Obi Wan or something. It's like he's not gonna be able to do that. It's they got plot armor, but he he'll fly away and his his job is done. He's just so long Jedi and just got this cackle as he's like flying off. And I'm like, man, I re- I really want to recreate that feel in one of my in my model there. So I might you know what you could use Mandalorian, Clan yeah, Ren. Clan Ren's freaking or arc stands or, or arcs. Yeah, no, I'm I'm. I might just end up buying a bunch of those boxes just because I want more flight stands. <laughs> like I kind of want to give my one to Rex when I when I put that jetpack on him. So I want to put that a jetpack on my actual it. Rex model and, and have him flying because that like like we said before, you staple that jetpack card to Rex. All right, Bob. Anything else on kit bashing before? No, we move I think up? I think you covered. It. You're more the kit basher of the group. I just kind of glue them together the way they come and and go from there. All right, Bob. Well, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about the art of Legion. War? Yeah. Well, yes, the yep. art of war, but specifically the the card art of war. All righty. I've got a bunch of cards laid out in front of me. Um, these are the ones I picked. Um, I'm just going to go through a few of them because I don't want to get monotonous on it. Um, what I like to do is I like to look at it. How real world are they painted? You know, Do they look real? And then I also like to look and see, does that, that pose or that picture of them capture that moment in time that the card represents? Um, so what, you're going through like your top five here uh, or like, yeah, your we'll favorite, do top five, maybe, your maybe favorite, a your favorite card art. Yeah. Um, my, my, my bottom three are all, all of one, one, one set. So we'll do that at the okay. end there. But, um, to start, I'm just going to pull out the scout trooper. Now, most of these are the, the, the full art cards. Um, got a whole bunch of collection of those, but if you don't have the full art cards, you can look at the little, uh, up in the corner of each of the regular cards. They're there, but it's not a very good representation. Um, I'm going to start with scout troopers. I'm, 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 I'm a clone player, but this is a really cool card. Um, on the full art card, it basically has two scout troopers setting on top of, it's gotta be Tatooine. Um, and they are, one of them's got the gun out. He's looking through the scope and he's spotter standing behind him. Um, you've seen pictures of snipers in the real world. They always have some guy standing behind them, spotting for them while they're looking through the scopes, getting the windage. Um, the, uh, in the star Wars world, the pose is spot on. The spotter is calling out the, the wind and the range and you can see the shooter's face it, underneath the mask. You can just see him with his, with both eyes open and he's zooming in on, on, on the rebel or whoever the heck he's getting ready to shoot. And I think that card matches those, those characters. Um, the miniatures, there's both of the, the pieces on the cards there's miniatures for. And it's just, to me, it's a really nicely done, beautiful painting card. If, you know, if they sold it, I'd probably buy a copy of it and put it up on the wall because it's really, really cool. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go to one of Ben's favorites now. Oh, boy. Jen or so. Yeah. One of the best cards that they've done. Um, the stance, she's got both weapons out. She's got that Tonfa and her gun out. You know, the look on her face, she knows, she knows in the picture it's over, but she's very, very confident and very proud. It fits in with, with, with the stats of the card because, you know, she, she, she's going to die. She knows she's going to die, but she's still, I'm on this mission. And like the card says, I'm going to complete it. I, I just think it's a really good looking card. It's got her gun, her add on gun, because of course she didn't have it when she started, but she did have her Tompas there. And uh, just with a quick thinking, and you can see in the eyes of the painting, they, they actually captured, you could tell that she's thinking about what she's going to do, who she's going to blast, who she's going to beat up with that Tonfa in it. Um, yeah, she looks that's ready. Probably, 
One of my, one of my, she's not pretty. She's, she's a warrior. But no, yeah. I said she, she looks ready. Oh, I thought she said she looked pretty. I'm like, I, I mean, guess, she looks right? pretty. Yeah, she, she looks pretty lie. too. There but you go. She looks uh, pretty. That's one um, of my, and favorites. I love the, uh, I love it on the, uh, the, the I want to see more of the, the limited edition, the, the 2019 uh, card they made for her that I think they gave him out of Gen Con. They did. Where it's like yep. out of the red lines and everything it's behind him. That's the one I use. I love that one. That looks. The so Sabine cool. cards the same way. They did that that kind of Japanese anime yeah. art in the back of it to yeah, give I it that kind those. of flash. Those look so good. I want to see I more of that those. way too. Those are really cool. Um, and then, uh, like I said, we'll go to a different one here for little cards for for equipment and stuff. I like the DLT nineteen. It's a nice painting. It's kind of a flat nose stormtrooper. He's up on a ridge with a DLT nineteen. You know, up and it kind of looks like on a ridge of a mountain. I don't know why they would do that, but just just the art and to go on a small card, you have to really be detailed. And this has a lot of detail. Good color, good layout. You know, he's 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 ready to go. He's going to pop somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, another one of my favorite cards is Hello There. Uh, oh, it's yeah. an Obi-Wan Kenobi one pip. The stance, the Soros two fingers, the droids in the background. He's just cool. He's just saying like, all right, yeah, come on. Because you know Grievous is standing in front of him. Yep. And it, it, it was taken right out of the movie. And and the card is really cool because he gains nimble. He was definitely nimble in that time in the movie. And uh, he gets an aim, a dodge, or a standby and, a, and one surge. For each enemy at one to two, so he's ready. He's ready to go to town. And in the movie, he proves it by by stopping Grievous with all those lightsabers coming at him with one, which I thought was kind of a neat layout. Um, yeah, and I I love all of Obi Wan's cards, man. They all look really beautiful. All like his his two pip, the knowledge and defense looks so good in the yeah, rain. Really it's got the really it's got the rain. It's got the lighting and uh, everything just looks beautiful in those. It's very cool. Now I'm going to go back to a really old card. I got I got three old cards. I think we'll probably just do one of them, but uh, two of them. Um, Maximum Firepower, which is Veers' card. Mm-hmm. I love this card because the look on his face, it's just got that smug, yeah, I just blew up your power source. What are you going to do now look you know, to it? And uh, it, it's it's a great scene straight from the movie. It's It's got that look of, of we found you. We're taking you down. There's nothing yep. you can do about it. We have the brute force. You have little little air cars that aren't going to do anything to us. Yeah, it and captures the it captures the doing his duty as yeah. an imperial general. Yeah, he does it. Yep, and and he's like the only one out of that whole group that didn't mess up to begin with, or somewhere during during that 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 fray. He was the only one. He went down there. He did what he was supposed to do. He wasn't he wasn't Ozel getting fried or or. Yep, anybody yep. else getting getting force choked so that's that's the reason i like that art card um i'm going to do one more of these here annihilation looms when 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 they posted this on ffg everybody was looking at going oh squat because you know what's going to happen and and it is annihilation looms and each trooper gains one suppression unit or one suppression token if it's round five or six each trooper gains an additional so at the end of it you know what's coming so you're, you're even more suppressed. And even Krennic gets it. Even though it's his card, he lays it down. He's laying there dying after after Cassian shoots him. He still looks and he sees that Death Star. And he knows what that thing's capable of because he just blasted Jetta. And he knows what they're going to do. And it's just that look. And the whole card just says that. From It's got the troopers looking at the, the stormtroopers are looking at the, the Death Star coming over the horizon. And it's just a really cool card that fits what it actually does. So that's one that like I would... It, it, you were talking about buying a painting earlier. Like yep. that's probably one that I would buy as a painting. Like that one looks amazing. It's got the whole scarif scene. It's got the deep sea and the beach and everything just looks so real. Like the trees and everything just look, it, they look like 
it's almost a photograph. It, it is. Speaking yeah. of, I really want to point out, and people were talking about this when he came out, uh, Cassian's two pip last stand. That Bob, I don't know. That one looks like just a photograph out of the movie. They, they've that stepped up the art. They've, they've totally they stepped up the art. That one is by far one of the most beautiful card arts I've seen with how detailed and how realistic it looks. It's just exactly. amazing. Yeah, um, I, and then, you know, I'm a sucker for like Sabine's cards, obviously. Of course. But. Sabine, she's got beautiful <laughs> cards. Um, They're all colorful. Just a couple, couple more here and then we'll be done with this. Okay. Um, the ambush card from the clone set. Um, they're up on a ridge. They got the rotary cannon. They have a, a, a rocket launcher. This is from the very first Clone Wars cartoon, not not the the one they showed on Cartoon Network. The what was the guy's name that did it? The Tartakovsky, which that was on Cartoon Network as well. Yeah, that was on Cartoon Network. But this was the one where they actually, right after they put the movie in the theater and they come out with the first episode, it's the one where Yoda goes to uh, to a planet. I think it's Felucia, and they're 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 running around and it's him and three other clones and they're like we're not worthy we're just clones and he's like no everybody's special everybody has their own things yep. this is good uh, asajj ventress is chasing him around with a bunch of droids um it's these guys sitting on top of this ridge and there was an ambush scene where yoda was down in with a bunch of droids and these guys just started shooting from the top and they took him out beautiful art very me- meaningful because of it being in the first episode there um, I don't know whether to lead. Do you want me to do a Vader card or the Luke card that I'm going to talk about? Just squeeze them both in as fast as you can. Well, I'm, I'm going to squeeze <laughs> them as fast as I can. Um, I fear both. Dead, we'll just go Fear and Deadman. Oh, Fear and Deadman, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely beautiful card. DePinto got it right during Friday Night Fights last time. Uh, the, not last one, but the one before that. Uh, somebody played that card, and he went on about the card art. I have one of the full art cards from, from The Last Prime. Um, beautiful card. Absolutely yes. beautiful. And if you haven't seen the comic book with uh, Vader, get it. The scene yes. that this is taken from is absolutely horrifying. It'll make you cringe. It'll make you feel really bad for the Rebels. Um, cringe I'm in a not... good way. Good cringe. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's heinous. It, I, I akin it to that scene in Rogue One where he's coming down the hallway and he's just plastering people on the yeah, wall. Yeah, that's another, yeah. That, that's a perfect court, uh, yeah. parallel there. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And, and it matches this card when Vader uses deflect, the attackers suffer wounds uh, when they from each uh, uh, surge instead of the blanks. So, what loot card are we looking at? Uh, the loot card is the original loot card, and I love this card so much because when you open the rule book, it's the first big picture of, of Luke that you see. Oh, the un- the unit card photo, like like yeah. the photo that they yeah okay yeah he's in his Bespin gear. This card captures the time in, in in the movie perfectly. The gun and the lightsaber's out, so he's not sure which he's he's going to use, but he, he he's there, he's ready to go, he's gonna he's gonna smack something. He's not ready to be a Jedi yet because he's got that gun out and he, he's got it pointed, you know, instead of the lightsaber. Um, he's not not OK with his abilities yet to where he could put the gun down and just go with the lightsaber. But he's got that cocky, not confident look, you know, and in and, and him, too, though, where, yeah, I'm going to go kick somebody's butt. I know I've got this. I told Yoda I, I can do it. I'm going to go do it. And then, of course, you know, he ends up losing the hand over it because he wasn't. But he did get a shot in on Vader, which would should should add to his, his abilities, you know. Um, the card stats are spot on. The saber's good, but not Vader. Um, he's got charged because he did charge into that fight. Um, the jump, he used that in the movie where he jumped out of the pit where they were going to carbon freeze him. Um, just an all-around really cool card. He's still got his blaster. He still can do some shooting. Um, and it's a good blaster. It's a DL-44 like Han, so it's got Pierce too. Um, the deflect. 
So he, he, he can knock back the shots, which is really good too. But this, this picture just, to me just says, I'm overconfident and I'm still learning, but eventually I'm going to get there. And when I do, you're going to be in trouble. And, and when I do, that, I'm going to become operative Luke. Yeah. I'm gonna really become, in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to step away from the rebellion and let, let the people who know how to do that stuff, you know, to do it. And I'm just going to be as much help as I can. So that's kind of my take on some of the art cards. Like I, I like it because FFG does a great job of generally, not always, but most of the time, getting the card to me the way it should be. Because if you look at the cards, they generally match a point in time with, well, that Luke card. That was Luke at Bestman, so Empire. So if you Luke, look at the Luke operative, that's Luke in Jedi and beyond because he's grown smarter. He's thrown yep. away the gun. He doesn't need it. He's gotten more powerful. Um, he's more of a master now. He's, he's, he's focused. He knows what needs to be done, and he's out there to do it. He's not showing off. And I think that they do that with all the cards. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with some of the other card art that they come out with. Um, if you noticed, and, and, and if you know me, I'm, I'm a Rex fanatic. And I have no, no, no Rex art no. segment. Because I really just don't like the artwork. It looks cheesy. It doesn't look well done to me. I just don't. I don't like it. Um, the the three pip card where he gets four units to me looks looks bad. He's got his helmet off, but it's blurry. I just don't. I don't like it. So that's the reason there's no Rex cards in uh, in in the set of these are the cards I like. Well, Bob, maybe maybe you should uh maybe you should custom paint up some uh, some alt art cards for for Rex there yeah, with I your own, with your own stuff. I plan on doing some art cards for Rex. Um, I've got a short trooper one that I've done. Um, you might see that out on uh, on the Legion Academy website. Uh, I don't know if that one's out there, but some of my art's out there. Yeah, I would love to see some uh, some some Bob Swaim alt art cards, man. I think that'd be awesome. I'd I'd use the crap out of those. Yeah, we might do some of those up. And uh, I'm, I'm going to talk to Sean and, and Joe and see if what they would like to see because they had mentioned doing some art for them. Um, I think I'm going to start on on a Cad Bane to tell you the truth, even though I don't play oh, stuff. But, no, uh, it's my favorite. Bob, do you have anything uh, left for us here? I think we should start wrapping up. Do you have yeah, any? Uh, I got a, a couple of really super quickies here. Uh, if you've never played a 1600 point game, do it. It's a lot of fun. We played it out in an undisclosed location uh, in a barn game room uh, in Anderson. And uh, it was a blast. Tell we me about playing, that. Yeah, no, yeah. Talk about that, man. It was, we were yeah, playing from what I was told, it was an amazing game. Um, we played it on, on a six by, by uh, four, which was a lot of fun. A uh, lot of lot of stuff. Uh, the other guys were playing Imperials. They had 17 acts. We had 15. We were playing clones. We ended up beating them uh, on kills by 200 points. It took about six hours to play through, and it was totally amazing. Uh, shout out to uh, Sean and Tom and Mike, uh, my buddies here. They uh, they played. We we got it all together, and it didn't take as long as we thought to to get through it. But great. Great fun, uh, good alternative uh, game. Plus, you can play two people versus two people and, and get some more people in. I've I haven't I haven't played a sixteen hundred yet, but it's a lot of but it sounds like a lot of fun. And you from what a, you told me, yeah, it's amazing. You just a, from what I've heard from other people though, you have to dedicate like the whole day to it or break it up somehow. We ended up breaking it, is, it up over two nights, and uh, we basically yeah. just left all our pieces on the table. Everybody was cool. They they left them there. We 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 hadn't. Uh, uh, a monthly game at the store we at, at Atomic Games in uh, Muncie, which is our home store. We had a, a game going there. Uh, everybody decided, well, we'll pull our Imperial stuff or, or something else. Tom ended up playing his droids for the first time, and I played Imperial, and Mike played Imperial, and Shaughnessy didn't make it that time. But uh, it was a lot of fun. It, it actually 
was cool to watch the different styles of teamwork. Me and uh, Mike, we, we played forever since the game's been out, and we both were just like, yeah, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? We'll move something. Here, here's a token. Go. And uh, to watch Shaughnessy and Tom, who are, are pretty new at it, sit and talk and, and strategize. And, no, we don't want to do that. No, we want to do this. No, we don't want to do that. And uh, it was really neat to see the different styles. So it was it was kind of a learning experience. I'll probably throw some pictures up on, uh, on, the, on the Facebook also. Yeah, no, that's, um, super, so that's super cool. Right. The last thing I've got, um, we're here in Indiana. Um, we're in Anderson and Bloomington. I would like to give a shout out to uh, Brendan Bourne up in Fort Wayne. Brendan comes down and plays over at Atomic. Um, he's been coming down for a while. They are trying to start a community up there at a, a game store called Power Nine. They have a Facebook page. If you're in the area or close or feel like driving one day, Check out their Facebook page and uh, help him build his community. We're, I know we're going to go up there and play sometimes. And uh, like I say, he comes down and plays plays at our store. But a uh, big shout out to him. And uh, it's hard work to get a community going, but I'm I'm really happy that that I, that it's starting to grow again because it kind of died out for a while. But now that the virus thing is slowing down a little bit, they're doing a little bit better. You will have to wear a mask at that store. A lot of fun. Good guy. Does beautiful paint. He 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 is a, a painting demon. He is really really good at it. all his stuff. Looks really pretty. Carries it around on on, on a base. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, his stuff was his clones are beautiful as yeah, well. I, I I he he was mentioning how he did his with airbrush. So I mean, if we have to do another art, if we do another art episode, I might ask and see if he wants to come on and talk about yeah we those. might get him on there I, I plan on starting to get some interviews on here too with just uh we're trying yeah, to no, do... we have them planned we yeah have, we're we doing have, like lower episodes. level players they're planned up. guys they're planned we, we got it but but uh yeah that's that's all i got for this episode um i think we've right. we done pretty good well i think that means we're ready to wrap this one up bob we went yeah, on we're for, ready to go this undisclosed for a while uh, here but went on for a little bit but i think i think it was all i like to pretend it's all it's all good content yeah, the, the the location Matt's getting ran over with a bunch of rapid little Ewoks pounding on the door of the room that I'm in. So I've got to go out and 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 put the, put an end to that. So right. <laughs> uh, oh, we appreciate well. your time tonight, people. Uh, thanks for listening to us. Thanks for the really good reviews. That that really makes me feel good because at the beginning Ben wanted me to do this, and I was like, man, I don't know, I don't know if I I, I want to. But this has just been a, a pure pleasure. It's been a joy to get on here and talk with you guys and. Uh, all, all the, 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 the good jobs and accolades that we've got. Um, keep them coming. We're going to keep doing this uh, <laughs> forever, hopefully. No, it's very, it's, it's very, it's very it's humbling. humbling. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say that. It's very... <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, no, I'm very happy that everyone so far has been, has been giving us positive feedback because that makes me feel like we're actually contributing something. That's all I really wanted. As long as, you know, two people listen and they're happy, I'm happy with the I'm happy with the thing. And so to have everyone coming together and being like, this was really good and I really enjoyed listening to this. It was just like that was, yeah, very overwhelming for me. It to, was. It was cool because so, I didn't I didn't know where we'd go or if anybody would listen to us. Uh, I want to I want to I'm going to trick Bob into doing more episodes if we can. Actually, we're do more. They, they might upload either the same day as this one or the next one. But we actually wanted to sneak in an in-flight report episode because yep. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of announcements and I really would love to talk about them. And yeah, clan Ren also clan Ren dropped uh, at the time of recording today. And we want to the article touch, on, it, touch on them briefly. I'm sure everyone's already talked about it. it. They've been out for a week and a half. The article has been out for a week and a half after this. So, I mean, everyone's already talked about them, but we're going to briefly touch on our thoughts. I'm sure. Yep, yep. Uh, so if you want to, 
if you want to check that out and the lead and the uh, the the in-flight report, uh, I'm sure that's going to be a, a bonus episode sneaking in there. And then we'll go back to our schedule we've got. Yep. All right, Bob, uh, I think we're good here, right? You're going to go. Yep. You, yep. you got you to gotta take care of the Ewoks that are banging I got on. an Ewok yeah. problem I've got to go deal with and got to feed them some stormtroopers. I got to go. I got to go see if Lord Vader has anything else for me today. Otherwise, nice. I can take a break. There we go. All righty. Well, thanks, everybody. I hope you had a dice time with us today. And uh, be sure to check us out on Legion Academy's uh, new website that might be up by the time of recording. Other that, Otherwise, it'll be up very soon. We're also gonna have. Uh, we're also gonna be up on other platforms very soon. I know. Um, Podbean. I, iTunes is gonna set us. Uh, iTunes will be there. Uh, Spotify requires that we have five episodes, so we need to uh, speed that along. And then we'll be up by then. And so we're gonna be up on the other platforms. We might be up on some of them by the time this episode airs. Now that I think about it. That could be. Uh, anyway, yeah. Wrapping up. Dice time. Hope you had a great time. No, Have a good dice one. Time. Hope you had a dice time. Had a very dice time. Yes, great. Thanks, guys. And uh, we'll talk fun. to you soon. Yep. Go make today even better. <laughs> <laughs>